0: This is the Practical Homeopathy Podcast, episode number 64.
1: Each day from my office, I get to see how homeopathy is transforming
2: lives all over the globe, and I want to share them with you. Some of my students
1: have really caught my eye. Some of you have done all you can to learn how to cure those around you using homeopathic medicines, and your successes inspire me glorious and powerful, and I can't keep these successes a secret any longer. So, with help from my roving reporters, we bring you a mini podcast series that I call Moms with Moxie, and sometimes we even interview dads with audacity. See how regular mothers and others, average people who want to cure those around them, have gone from freaking to fabulous with homeopathy.
0: Kate and I'm here with Tiffany. Tiffany welcome to the podcast today.
1: Thank you. I am excited to be here.
0: Yes I'm excited to have you because you have some really great things to share with our listeners today and why don't we start out by getting to know you a little bit Tiffany. Tell us a little bit about you and where you live and your family.
1: Sure I am outside of Houston Texas. I've been married to John for about 12 years now, and we have three kids. Um, My oldest daughter is nine, and my middle son is almost six, and then my youngest is three and a half.
0: All right, so tell us now a little bit about how you came to learn about homeopathy,
1: Tiffany. Sure. I absolutely knew nothing about it before two years ago. We had been seeing Uh, some functional doctors some holistic doctors trying to get some answers to some questions that we had with some chronic conditions in the family. And I enjoyed going to the functional doctors because I learned a lot, but I did not enjoy spending that much money. And in the long run, we didn't ever solve any of the issues. And then I also used essential oils for many years and I still do from time to time for certain things, but I got tired of smelling like the oils all the time. And then it wasn't until two years ago in September, I had been praying for a way to help my daughter with some issues that she had and was at a functional doctor. And a friend of mine was in the room right next door to us. And it was in an old house. And so you couldn't, you could hear in between the two rooms. And she heard me asking the nurse about you know, different options and things. And so when the nurse left, she said, hey, I'm starting a class on homeopathy next week. Do you want to join? And I said, sure. Even though I had zero clue what it was, (laughs) I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I recruited another friend. And then we did the first gateway to homeopathy class two years ago.
0: Wow. And that was the first time that you'd ever heard of homeopathy.
1: I thought, well, why not? Maybe no, know she knows something I don't know.
0: <laughs> I bet you're glad that you did.
1: Yes, it has been an amazing two years. It has, I mean, it has literally been life-changing. It has become a very huge passion of mine. And I, and I honestly cannot imagine going through what we've been through the last two years without having homeopathy. So I know it was exactly at the right time that we needed this, this medicine.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. So exciting, so exciting and life changing. So Tiffany, tell us a little bit about some of the ways in which you've used homeopathy over these last two years and how it's helped your
1: family. Sure. So my middle son, we like to say he's big in everything he does. And that includes him getting hurt. It seems to be a 10, no matter what happens to him. And so we have treated so many things like he likes to experiment. Like, will my head fit through, you know, my flats on the bunk bed? Or will my knee fit through the wrought iron gate outside? Or what happens if I do this? And it usually involves him getting hurt. Oh, no. And yeah. So with Kyle, we, we get lots of opportunities to use this medicine. And one that happened pretty recently was at school, he got bit by a wasp walking outside. And the nurse called me and I immediately came and, and gave him the ledum And within a couple of minutes, it had gone down and he had stopped screaming and he was a whole lot better. But the fun thing was the next day when he, I dropped him off at school, the principal saw his leg and said, wow, there's not even a mark there where he got bit by the wasp. And I said, nope, there's not. And I told him, you know, we use homeopathic medicine and, and it does amazing things. And there was also a time when we were out in the ocean and him and another little girl got bit by jellyfish, and it was pretty bad. And luckily, I brought the apis to the beach with us and used it on him and the other little girl. And within a half an hour or so, the redness and the the whelps were down. And the dad of that little girl, who's not into homeopathic medicine at all, was extremely surprised that you know there was again no marks at all from where the jellyfish had stung all over their legs. And so that was exciting to let people see the physical evidence of this medicine working as well as the other aspects of it.
0: Right. Yeah. Because they could think went away rather quickly, but if you see it transform right in front of your eyes, that's, that's another thing.
1: Yes. So another, right before my eyes was my youngest son, we were in Colorado he was two and a half at the time. So a year and a half ago, and he fell on the cement and chipped a pretty big portion of his front tooth off. And when I picked him up, I, w- I didn't know what had happened. He was just stiff and he was not making a sound and he was clearly in shock. And so, when, and then I saw the blood coming out of his mouth.
2: Mm.
1: And so I rushed him inside, we were on vacation and luckily I had my kit with me and I gave him the Octonite 200 and then I saw his tooth where it had a big corner of it had chipped off. So I gave him the Hypericum and then I alternated with Arnica and it was probably, I don't know exactly, but within 10 minutes, he was fine. I mean, he still had the blood around his mouth, and I'm sure it was still sore, but he wasn't complaining. And a two and a half year old, you know, there's no placebo effect with that. Either they hurt okay. or they don't hurt. And he was severely in shock when it happened because yeah. he was in so much pain. And then within 10 minutes, to see it work so quickly and I didn't have to rush him to the emergency room I didn't have to go somewhere to get it fixed is like I helped him I took care of that which mm-hmm. is so amazing to have him calm down and to just take care of it I mean it's clean and simple as you know Joette said it's a beautiful simple medicine and it really is when you get the chance to see it do things like that
0: and he must have been in a ton of pain, like you said. I mean, that poor boy, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. And so it is so empowering to, yeah, to be able to help our kids, right? To be able yes. to have the medicines that we need at our fingertips and to be able to offer help. Because otherwise, he probably would have been in pain for a long time. And it, like you said, in shock, I don't even like to think about if we didn't have the homeopathy.
1: Yeah, I mean, we would have to go to an urgent care place, and we were in Vail, so it wasn't like there was a big, you know, place around to go to. You have the medicine with you, and you can use it, and it's just, it's amazing. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but you have to be able to use the medicine in situations like that and see it work to be able to get that excited about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so another way that we've use this medicine is that my mom has severe chemical sensitivity and she would miss a couple of days of work when there would be like the carpets would be installed or cleaned or you know the xerox machine and she her whole tongue and her whole throat would swell up and this would last about two days and she would take tons of benadryl and so then she was knocked out and so basically it was like two days of just laying in bed And we started her on the calcarb for chemical sensitivity a few months ago. And then we also now use the apis if she gets a reaction. However, she has had very few reactions since we've started the calcarb. And if she has had a reaction, it's lasted maybe 30 minutes. So to go from two days down to 30 minutes, I mean, that's huge. In her life, this was happening sometimes once a week. And so a lot of her time was consumed with this. I mean, it's like freedom that she has now. She can go places and do things without the fear of having her whole tongue and throat swell up. I mean, it's, it's life-changing.
0: It is. It is life-changing. And so we're going to post a link below this podcast to Joette's blog that talks about how to use kelp carb for chronic allergies. But I'm curious to know when she takes the apis now, how long does it take to act in her body?
1: So you can see it acting pretty quickly, but within about 30 minutes, it's pretty much done. Okay, and that's just it. It's done and she's so, good to go. I mean, there's some times when she needs to take it, maybe two or three times, but a lot of times it's just that one single dose and that knocks it out. Okay, good.
0: I know you have some more great examples with Kyle. So why don't you share a few more of those?
1: Well, so here's what's funny. I wrote down 48 hours after talking with you the first time, Kate, the things that happened with Kyle, because sometimes it really just, it amazes me uh, how much we use this medicine with him. So within 48 hours of talking with you, we were sitting at the table doing homework and he drops his pencil and reaches down to grab it and somehow pokes the pencil directly in his eye. Oh no. And Yes, it was pretty bad. And Aww. luckily, I had known from a previous podcast that octonite is the arnica for eye injuries.
0: It sounds like you're saying something else, but I, I know that you're saying aconite. I, is this your accent coming through? <laughs>
1: yes, This is Texas. <laughs> we speak differently down here. And, you know, sometimes with these remedies, because they are in Latin, I make up my own way of saying them. And as long (laughs) as I know what it is, we're good to go.
0: Right. That's totally true. But I think it's your (laughs) accent for sure. (laughs) So that's fun. All right. So you gave him the aconite.
1: Correct. I did. And it, it worked. It took it took about 10 minutes for it to calm down. But It did work. So we're very thankful for that. And then right after that, he was running around going crazy and he ended up biting through his tongue Oh my! pretty bad. And then the following day, as I pulled something out of the oven, he wanted to see what it was. And so his chin touched the casserole dish and burned it pretty bad. So we used Cantharis and it worked again very quickly. And yes, that is one you definitely need to have on hand. And then afternoon, as I was picking him up from kindergarten, he was just grumpy and irritable and just not pleasant to be around. So a little chamomilla helped with him on that time. So within 48 hours, and I know Joette says, you know, don't use the medicines all the time, but with Kyle, some days we use them quite a lot. (laughs) Poor boy. Oh, he's the one that lives big, right? He does, he lives very big. And he's an amazing little boy. The other fun thing about him is because he knows this medicine works. He knows it. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. And he has been known to ask his friends, mothers at times, hey, do you use homeopathy? Because it works. <laughs> he's had Aww. friends that were sick and he goes up to them and he says, you know, homeopathy works. You should use it. So oh. he is a little um, ambassador for the medicine. Yes. He's going to do amazing things in his life. Uh, As long as we can keep him (laughs) from injuring himself too bad. (laughs)
0: Right. Okay. So now Um, let's dive into a couple of pretty big things that happened in your family and
1: how you used homeopathy. Sure. So I'm not the type of person that's really intuitive when it comes to figuring out what's wrong with my children, what they might be experiencing. And I got a phone call Thursday morning back in May from my daughter's school telling me she had a tummy ache. And so I went up to school and I gave her some next vomica because she had had some egg that morning and I knew she reacted to eggs. She'd get tummy ache sometimes. So I thought, well, maybe that was it. And so I left and 30 minutes later, I got another phone call saying, you need to come get her. She is throwing up and she's in a lot of pain. So I brought her home and I tried the next vomica again. And she just said, it's getting worse. Mom, it's getting worse. And so, I then tried the arsenicum album because of the throwing up with it. And I tried that for the four doses. I alternated between the two. And it was very evident that it was not the right remedies for her. I didn't know what to think because I was like, "Okay, usually these work, you know, why aren't they working? And then Mm -hmm. finally Thursday night, I tried phosphorus. She was throwing up, her stomach was in um, very painful. And that was the other one that I could find in the material Medica that fit her symptoms. And she did stop throwing up. And the next day, she was not throwing up, but she was still in a lot of pain. And she would say it hurt when she coughed or when she lifted her leg, but she was still able to walk around and do things. So I didn't really think, you know, a whole lot about it. I didn't ask, hey, is it the right side that's hurting? You know, I just said, okay, well, you know, just lay down for a while. Well, this went on for two days and mm-hmm. she wasn't throwing up. So I thought, well, okay, we're, we're getting better. But then on a Saturday night, we went out to dinner to celebrate my mother-in-law's birthday. And so I sat in the back of the van with her and I just casually said, hey, you know, does it still hurt? And I touched her on the right side and she jumped out of her seat. And I said, wow, it, it hurts that bad? And she said, yes. And so then it occurred to me, maybe this is appendicitis. So we're in the van and I start Googling, you know, what is appendicitis? And then I texted my friend who's a nurse, you know, hey, could this be appendicitis? And sure enough, she's said, yes, that's probably what it is. And so we actually (laughs) went to dinner and I gave her the Belladonna 6 for the pain because I had that with me. And that was part of the protocol for appendicitis. And what was interesting is for the first time in those three days, she said it doesn't hurt as bad. So I knew I was on to something when the pain started getting better. I was like, okay, we definitely have appendicitis. So I told my husband, so we got home and he said, you know, we really need to take her to the hospital. We, you know, we really need to get it checked out. And my niece had had appendicitis and it ruptured about 10 years prior. So there was a lot of concern about it rupturing and, you know, what do we do? And in the meantime, I had actually started the Banerjee protocol. I'd found it and started it. And so when we got to the hospital, which reluctantly I took her, the nurse checking her in, you know, asked her, you know, what is your... Pain level right now. And in a very casual voice, she said, A two. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I, it's working. It's working. You know, we're here at the emergency room, but her pain now is a two. But we went ahead and they did the test to find out, you know, is it appendicitis? They did ultrasound. They did the different workups that they do to figure out what it is. And I actually had told the ER doctor that we were using homeopathic medicine. And I told her that because we have a very large Indian. Group here, and I thought, well, maybe she might know something about homeopathy, so I thought it was a safe thing to tell her.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I do. If the doctors are from India and we, you know, do have quite a lot here, and then I share that, and I've actually had two that knew about it and asked me more questions about it. So I told her, and then she then said, Well, hey, we need to do surgery. So I went ahead and started the surgery protocol for her. At this time, it was now like 11 o'clock at night on Saturday. She was very anxious about it. So I also gave her some Ignatia. Um, I wasn't wanting to do the surgery, but you really don't have much of a choice when you're in a hospital setting and they determine that this is something that you need surgery for. So I went ahead and went along with it. And I just gave her the protocol that I knew that she needed to help with the surgery. Plus
0: she had already had this for two days. So you wanted to be safe as well.
1: Correct, this was actually the third day going on the fourth day. So we were pretty far into this. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't getting worse though, it had been getting better. So I did have some reassurance along the way that this medicine was working. But, you know, again, with concerns from family members, I went ahead and we went to the the doctor. So she had the surgery. And when the doctor came out to tell us about it, he said, you know, we caught it in the early stages. And I, I said, what do you mean the early stages? Because this is now almost day four that she's had it. And he said, well, there was no complications with it. And the inflammation around it was very minor. So he said, looks like we caught it in time. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So. I knew we had already got three doses of the Banerjee protocol in her before she had the surgery. So I know in my heart that that medicine was working. I know it was working. I know be- based on the way she was not in pain, by the way that she was getting better, and by the way, you know, what the surgeon said. Mm. Well, so when we went to go see her, she was in a lot of distress. She had coughed really bad with the breathing tube down her throat and it had caused a lot of irritation. And so when we went to go see her after surgery, her heart rate was really high. And the nurse kept saying, I need to give her some more medicine. I need to give her more medicine. And I was able to convince her. I said, can you give her just a few minutes and let's see if it gets a little bit better. And when she said yes, I got that Arnica out of my purse and I got it in her mouth without the nurse seeing me. And I'm telling you, in two minutes, her heart rate went down to 85 and she was fast asleep. And she didn't have to have any other pain medicine right then. And the nurse turned because she had been typing some things in. And so she didn't see what I had done. So she turned around. She goes, oh, I guess she's okay now. And I said, yes, now she is okay."
0: (laughs) That is it's great. And I'm laughing because it's so funny how we have to. You know, say, oh, I don't know. Gee, what happened? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I had to do the same thing. I was in the hospital and they wouldn't let me leave without pain meds. And I said, I don't need pain medication. And so finally I agreed to take a Tylenol so they would let me out. And, you know, then I'd taken homeopathy, of course. And <laughs> then they were like, oh, well, I guess that Tylenol must have helped. You're feeling so much better, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. it's kind of sad that we have to. We have to do that.
1: Yes, it, it really is. And it's just, again, amazing what this medicine can do. So right now, it was probably 1, 1.30 in the middle of the night. And I was upset because we had surgery and most likely didn't need it. And I was tired. <laughs> and so when they wheeled us into the um, post-op room, the nurse was going over all the medicines that they had given her. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Why... You know, morphine and and all these different things. And I was goodness gracious, nobody asked for my permission to give her this medicine. And I was, I was angry. And I told the doctor, I said, well, I would like to go ahead and give her Arnica, which is a homeopathic medicine in the recovery room instead of the medicine that you're giving her. Because I don't know anything about the medicine that you're choosing to give my daughter. You have not showed me the side effects. You have not told me anything about it. And the nurse started asking me questions, what is Arnica, what does it do, where do I find it? And so she started writing notes down about it and it was cracking me up because she was interested in it and the doctor was like, well, I can't let you, you know, use that in here. And I said, well, then can you at least not put her on a continuous drip of pain medicine and only give it to her if she needs it? And so I did convince him to do that. I said, look, if she ever is in pain, then you can give her the medicine. So he said, okay, and then, of course, I gave her the homeopathic medicine in there, the Arnica, and she never needed any more of the hospital medication in. And in the morning, she was up, she was dressed, she had eaten some breakfast, and she had some of her little friends come visit her at 8.30 in the morning. So she had surgery, we got out of surgery about 1.30 in the morning. At 8.30 in the morning, she had some of her friends, and she was totally fine. I mean, it was obviously sore, right you know it should be but the doctor came in it was a little bit before nine o'clock and he looked at her and he said oh okay and I said what do we (laughs) need to do to get out of here and he said well I need to see her walk I said okay Allie go ahead and get up and walk and she got up and her one little friend on each side of her held her arms and she walked down the hall and he said well I guess you can be discharged now (laughs) and wow yeah, and then he said, and you can use the Arnica at home to help her. <laughs> <laughs> and so I politely said, thank you. <laughs> but I mean, to have surgery at 1.30 in the morning and be released from the hospital at 9 a.m., I mean, there's something else going on than just placebo effect from this medicine. I mean, it has to work. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, and so it was frustrating that we had surgery but it was still another way that my daughter got to see the medicine work. I got to see the medicine work. But then I also learned some very, very important things at the hospital. One, ask more questions. If I had just said, hey, can we just wait 24 hours, You know, leave her here in the hospital, but can we wait 24 hours and then do another ultrasound or even 12 hours? And let's check the progress of this appendicitis. Is it shrinking? Is it growing?
0: Yeah, what would be the risks if you waited just a few more hours?
1: Yeah, I mean, just, hey, you know, lay out the plan for me. What risk do we have here? And they kept telling us the whole time, you know, the appendicitis, there's no function for it, there's no reason to have it. And you do a quick Google search and you can see that new evidence shows the appendix is very useful in the human body now, you know? And so the thing that I learned the most was I need to be asking questions, I need to say, can you give me X amount of hours? Or can you please help me understand more about this? You know, and don't be afraid to to ask and to really dig deeper than just because, oh, we need to have surgery, so go along with it.
0: Yeah, or even what's the plan? You know, what medicines will you be giving her during the surgery and afterwards and um, all of that? I think you learned about that during this event
1: as well. I did, and my daughter was also very creative. She said, mom, you could have just put the arnica in your li- like on your lips and pretended to kiss me and then give me the arnica that way. <laughs> Cute. So she's even thinking, you know, how, how are ways we could use this? Um, the fun thing about it also was she was back at school on Tuesday. So that surgery happened Saturday night. You know, I guess it was Sunday morning then at that time, one o'clock. And then Tuesday morning, she was back at school. And I had a pediatrician and a nurse that day text me and say they were so amazed at how well Allie was doing. They could not believe how quickly she had recovered from having her appendix taken out. And Mm -hmm. then that following week, so seven days after having surgery, we were in Colorado and we were hiking around and we had to tell her, hey, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing that much. You know, you probably you need to take it easy. You know, we need not be doing so much because she felt fine. She really Felt fine. So, again, just a a huge testimony to how this medicine can work.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And what a great way for you to share with other people.
1: Yes, I I wish we hadn't had our appendix taken out, but I am excited that I can share with everyone listening now that you can still have success even if you have surgery, that you Mm -hmm. can still use homeopathy and still help recover even if you have to go through with it.
0: Yeah help your recovery be so much faster. Yes. All right so let's talk about your son Andrew.
1: Yes so last year we all got the flu the first week of December. Everyone in the family got it so I was not real aware of what was going on with my kids because I myself was not feeling so well (laughs) and my littlest guy He had just turned three, and he actually developed strep throat after having the flu, which was going around here. It was really common for a lot of the kids to get the flu and the strep at the same time. But I was not aware of that, and Andrew was not telling me that it was hurting. And it was about a week that he just didn't really talk. He wasn't really eating. He really wouldn't open his mouth. And... I wasn't really sure what was going on. And then I ran into a friend at the store who was a nurse. And I said, you know, what do you think could be going on with him? And she said, well, it could be strep, it could be hand, foot, and mouth, or it could be, you know, tonsillitis. And I said, okay, well, we tried opening his mouth to look, and he just would not, he would not open his mouth at all. Mm -hmm. And then that next morning, his face swelled up. So I took him into the urgent care just because that didn't seem like it was the right thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm not intuitive like I said, but my face <laughs> swelling up. Maybe maybe there is something else going on here. So we took him in, and the nurse she had to literally pry his mouth open, and he screamed, he screamed and screamed. But when she got it open, um, she was pretty confident it was a septic tonsil. So she gave us antibiotic to take. And when we got home, I looked at the protocol for septic tonsil, and I realized I did not have one of the remedies that I needed. So because I did not have the full protocol, I actually did start him on the antibiotics that night. And I did use the remedies that I did have. And I had given him a total of four doses of the antibiotic. And we had an appointment Monday morning with an ENT and when we went in to see him, he said, wow, I guess it, the medicine's working. He was referring to the antibiotics, I'm sure. And he said it was you know, definitely a septic tonsil, um, but it looks like it's getting better. And then he said, well, let's go ahead and do a CAT scan just to be sure. And I said, well, why would you want to do a CAT scan if it's getting better? And he said, well, it's good to have a baseline in case two weeks later it gets worse and we can go back and look at it to see you know, how it's progressed or what's happened to it. And I said, you want to do a CAT scan on my three-year-old just because? So then I was questioning him and he got very defensive and almost angry at me and really was dead set on me having this CAT scan before I even left. And I very firmly said, I need to look at my schedule and I will get back with you. Um, I was not going to have a CAT scan done for just in case on my three-year-old. So we left and I had actually been able to track down the the remedy that I needed. A friend of mine had it and I picked it up from her and I gave it to him that afternoon. And within 30 minutes of giving him, so now I had the full protocol.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He started talking again and he hadn't talked in a week. And I videotaped it because I wanted to show my husband, look what just happened. You know, I gave him the medicine and now he's completely different. And then another 30 minutes later, he was so much better. And it, again, it was just an amazing thing to see when you have the right diagnosis and then you have the right remedies. Mm-hmm. How amazing this medicine works and how quickly it can work. know, there's been plenty of times I can name countless times where either I had the diagnosis wrong or I didn't have the right remedy and it wasn't working right away. And you think, oh, is this medicine not working? Is it not working? But, you know, there's human error. I didn't have it right. Mm -hmm. But when you do have it right, it's fun to see it work and fun to be a part of it, to know I helped my child. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: helped them get better. Right.
0: It's so empowering. And that goes to show you how important it is to have as many of these homeopathic medicines as possible, because if we don't have the right medicine, say we get the right diagnosis. Now Mm -hmm. we need the right medicine that's going to help. And we need to, number one, know what to use. And number two,
1: have the medicine. Correct. And if you don't have the right medicine, you need to have friends who have the right medicine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And And that's that's why you need to do those study groups with all your friends, right? I I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's a battle out there for our children's health right now. Mm -hmm. It really is. I I maybe can name a handful of my friends that don't have one child, at least with a chronic condition.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, we have a serious health epidemic going on right now. And I feel like we are in a battle. And I need as many friends on that battlefield with me that one can have either the right remedy that I don't have or can help me. And there's been many times where I've had to ask them, hey, what do you think about this? Or I get countless you know, texts from them saying, what do I do in this situation? And we need to have those friends around us.
0: And I like what you said about, you call them, you need to have an army around you. I love yes. that.
1: Yes, it, it, it's a battle right now. Yeah. Uh, and being prepared. you know. So my daughter's reading a book About a Jewish family during World War II that was able to escape before the Nazis took the Jews out of their country. And the only reason was because they were prepared. They paid attention to what was going on, they made a plan, and they were prepared. Being educated is great as long as you're being educated in the right information. I feel like I have the knowledge of this medicine for a reason. And it is my purpose right now to make sure and tell as many people as I can about it. And I really feel a huge burden to share it with other moms because I know what it's like to have kids with chronic conditions and not be able to do anything about it. And I also know what it's like, we had twin boys who were born at 21 weeks and they died. And I went into preterm labor and I kept telling people something is wrong, something is wrong. And I was under a lot of stress and I kept wanting someone to say, hey, here's what you can do. Here's something that will help. And nobody could offer any hope to me. There was nothing that anyone could do. And I need to be that person that can offer hope to someone who needs it. I know there's remedies that can help stop labor. Now I know about them. And I know that there's remedies to help with stress and Um, anxiety and those sort of things. If we had had Ignatia and Nexvomica in our house, (laughs) it might've been a whole different story with our twins. So so yeah, I mean, and again, uh, God allows things to happen for a reason. And I've been able to help a lot of people because of that, but also because of that, I have a very strong burden to make sure that this medicine is shared with as many people as possible. And I mean, I tell my hairdresser about it. I tell my dentist, when Andrew had his tooth chipped, and we went in to see the dentist afterwards, I told her what we used. And she was amazed because the tooth was not wiggly in his mouth as it had been. It had firmed up. Mm. And so she was amazed because she saw him. And then we went back and she saw him two weeks later. And she was amazed that it had firmed up so much. So I'm constantly just telling people. And, you know, my son, Kyle, who lives big. He's asked a few times, do people laugh at you because you use homeopathy? And I said, yeah, you know what? Sometimes they do, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because somebody somewhere needs to hear it. And as long as I keep talking about it, that somebody is going to hear it.
0: Good words, Tiffany.
1: Well, it's powerful medicine. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And so you've started a lot of study groups you've been leading and you're
1: trying to get the word out. Yes. So this is my third one to teach that we're working on right now. And then, you know, the fun thing about teaching it is that I learn it better
0: because I have
1: to (laughs) know it more than they do. And then you have all your friends that are taking it, you know, asking you, what about this? What about that? And so then I have to take their cases. Well, I don't have to, but I enjoy it. Mm And so Joette says, you know, the way to learn homeopathy is to have a huge family or, you know, treat a bunch of livestock or, you know, your friends. And so <laughs> yeah. that's how I'm doing it. I'm trying to help as many friends learn about it as I can. Right. And, you know, Joette's blog, is it's amazing what she has on there and the podcast. She's very generous in her information that she gives out. And there's so much information on there that people just wanting to look and learn that way, there's so much.
0: Yeah, that's a course in itself if you just go through all of the blogs
1: and listen to the podcasts, right? Yes. You know, even looking ahead, hey, I might have a stroke one day or my, you know, my my parents may have a heart attack. What remedies would I need if that happens? And so that's, you know, what I do in my spare time Mm -hmm. is I'll start researching things, you know, what are some likely things to happen in our family? And then I order those remedies and I learn about them and I make sure that I have them.
0: Tiffany, what would you like to say to people today as we wrap this up? Sort of a few parting words of wisdom to those who are
1: either just starting homeopathy or have been using it for a while. Let's see. Two main things I hope people get from this podcast. One, you don't have to be perfect in the medicine. I didn't get it right every single time. I didn't avoid surgery, and I did not avoid antibiotics with my son, but I learned from it, and I still was able to use homeopathy. If you don't get it right with the first two remedies, it's still okay because there's no damage done. You don't have to learn it all to be able to start using it. And then as you get to know more about it and you have these small successes, then when these big issues come along, you have the confidence to use the medicine and you have the confidence to know that the medicine will act. And then the second thing is just talk about it. Get excited about it. If you're excited that you're using it, then share that excitement with others. I tell parents all the time when we're at the park, when we are you know, out to eat for dinner or the school functions or something, I'm always talking about ways that we have used it. And it is very common to have at least one or two people a week asking me, well, would it work for this situation? Or could homeopathy help with this? Or what is homeopathy? And the more you talk about it, the easier it is to talk about it, for one. But the more people are going to be aware of it. And the more people that are aware of it, the more people you have on your side to help you with it. You're
0: making a change person by person.
1: Well, it's fun to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. You know, Joette has said many times that homeopathy is an intellectual medicine for moms, that it not only is fulfilling a desire to help your family, but that intellectual desire to learn something. And I mean, it is. I love it. I love the medicine. I love being able to share about it. I think it's amazing. I mean, I just, I am so thankful that Joette has made it her mission to share this with us, to get the word out about the Banerjee protocols and to make it so easy to learn.
0: Tiffany, thank you so much for sharing your passion of homeopathy with us and all of the ways that you've used it. I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Kate. You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com. where nationally certified homeopaths, Public speaker and author Joette Calabrese shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy. Joette's podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit in your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com.